deep inside, it is what people are looking for. And that feeling is peace. That feeling is a sense of connection to themselves. After my workouts, I also do the ice bath thing. And mm -hmm. if I don't get my ice bath, it makes me kind of grumpy. <laughs> and it's the best feeling I can get. Like I think when people get older, they have this idea that they need to start to act different. I'm older now. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s. I need to be a certain way. I can't be like how I was. Says who? Hey, Mike. Nice, nice to be able to talk to you. Thanks for coming out here. All right. I'm glad to be here, Swain. Thank you. So uh, you, ha you had this big company, Six Pack Shortcuts. Um, what do you do, do? What do you actually do nowadays? Hmm. Nowadays, well, it's a, it's a good question because uh, I haven't really announced this publicly. So this will be the first time I just had a baby about uh, a month ago. So congratulations! Yeah, thank you. And, and awesome. you didn't, I didn't say anything before this. Uh, I came on. I said I was really. I've been busy, and my schedule has been chaotic. That's a big reason why. <laughs> okay. So, so do you get any sleep? Uh, I do, but it is periodic. My schedule is really just very off. I usually have morning rituals. I wake up at a certain time. I've got a whole system and routines, and all of that is pretty much out the door right now. Mm -hmm. So sleep is is I get it in, but it's random. Well, yeah, I really appreciate then even more that you come out for this podcast here. How oh, my pleasure. Okay, thank you. Um, so what what do you do nowadays? So you got a baby, and are you retired or do you are you still active business wise? What, what do you do? Um, I took some time off after a six pack, mm -hmm. um, and then and now I'm helping people with. Um, you know, with the things that I learned, it's just basically about, you know, how to be happy. You know, mm -hmm. when I was in six pack, I was helping people how to get a nice body and get what they want. And I was really passionate about that because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a great body and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. go after what I wanted. So the YouTube channel, the programs were mostly about that. And and then I took a step back and I realized that, you know, there's actually higher levels of happiness. There's, okay. or we can say there's peace. You know, we can actually experience peace, the sense of inner freedom that, that it doesn't come when we get what we want. It doesn't come if we make money or if we buy something or if we gain success or even if we are very confident because there's deeper layers of of us that we have to um, connect to and to connect to and to understand and to and to ultimately to release in order to get to this that state and that state I've never experienced it and when I did experience it I was really shocked shocked but really um, excited it's like uh, it's like this secret discovery that I've never known and I don't know who knows, you know, but I know I'm experiencing it. And then I spent many years after that understanding what actually happened. And yeah, what happened? Um, 
the short the short story uh, is I I was able to change the energy in my body by releasing all the uh, all of the emotions that were trapped inside, and I was able to um, I was able to discover the beliefs inside of my mind that I had that I created when I was uh, just growing up, and I was actually able to change them. Versus even if somebody was to discover that this is what's happening, this is what I believe in about myself and the world, it doesn't give them the ability to just go, I decide I'm going to do something different. I decide I'm going to see it different. It People don't have that ability to just do that. And mm -hmm. I was able to do that. And when that happened and I changed the belief and I changed the energy in my body by releasing all of the emotion my state of consciousness changed. You can say, you can say I became a different person. Did you do, did you do ayahuasca? Uh, this was before, before that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it became, uh, what can I do to repeat this? What can I do to maintain this? And what the heck happened? I had no idea. You know, I just, mm -hmm. it's like I've stumbled upon it. And then when I stumbled upon it, I wanted to maintain it. And so I started to uh, experiment with uh, plant medicines like ayahuasca, mm. um, psychedelics with mushrooms and, uh, you know, acid and, uh, you know, uh, forgot I forgot the other ones, the hope things, you snort up your nose like a brown powder, mm. you know, it's supposed to clean out your pineal gland, decalcify it. Oh, you know, yeah, I started very doing painful. I did very painful. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. Like, did you do the, the one into the nose? Oh, it yeah. was like one of the extremest pains I've ever experienced. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> did and you do the eye drop one too? Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's so painful. You're 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 supposed to lay like on your back, and then you get it into your eyes, and then you're like <laughs> it. <laughs> And it's it like, usually yeah, comes with a three, uh, it's a, my friend calls it a triple threat. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing you probably did maybe the third one as well, or which is the frog, the frog poisoning. Yeah. Oh, the frog medicine. Yep. Oh, yeah. wow. It's, okay. I, I think, yeah, there, there's two types. There's a toad, which I didn't do. It's, it's like the extreme psychedelic one. And the other one is a, a detox one. I think it's, it's the name is Cambo and mm -hmm. the psychedelic one is Bufo and the Cambo one uh, you get like uh, you know they they kind of burn it into <laughs> your skin yeah so yeah they they like with this with a hot stick they they like poke four or yeah I, I think four burning holes into your skin and then they apply the the poison and then mm -hmm. you're like heating up and and you're supposed to drink two liters of water and then uh, you wait a little bit and then you then you heat up like really extremely and then from all your body openings like oh, you detoxify and it's it's extreme <laughs> but afterwards you feel great yes yes and the heating up happens really fast i think yeah. for me it was maybe under 60 seconds i went from feeling normal to feeling yeah. like i had a full-blown fever yeah yeah and it's it's so extreme and 
and so and how how do you help people um come closer to that kind of happiness with how does it work so combo right combo yeah. ayahuasca and all these they're all different uh different methods of essentially doing the same thing you know everybody's trying to do the same thing but there's just so many different methods so many different routes and so many different tools and essentially what we're really doing is we we want to get into this neutral state inside every person is looking for whether or not they realize it or not and time and the thing is they don't because they never experienced it for most so how do you know you're looking for something when you never experienced it nobody around you has ever experienced it and then the only people that talk about it you're not interested in those people <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're not interested in what they're talking about because that's not what you're interested in. you're interested in something else so but deep inside it is what people are looking for and that feeling is peace that feeling is a sense of connection to themselves everybody wants this and so combo and all these medicines is trying to get rid of what is blocking a person from connecting to themselves or blocking a person from um from getting into this into this state yes and is it like do you teach do you teach uh, applying that or implementing so, that in your life Well, so what I, what I first thought of is, well, let's just get everybody on some plant medicines. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's take a minute, take everybody to Peru. Let's give everybody some frog poisoning. You know, let's yeah. go and grab the buckets and let's do ayahuasca. Everybody just starts, you know, um, going on these trips. And I, I've, you know, I entertained the idea. I talked to, I started to look into it. And ultimately I found that um it does it does help for a lot of people uh, it kind of gives them this uh, the ability to experience this state um faster and quickly um but people need a lot of integration and without the integration it could actually um create uh, a lot of confusion and a lot of negative effects And then there's the people that go, you know, this is just a little too out there. It's a little too, a uh, little too, you know, extreme. What's something that's a little more subtle? I want to get to what you're talking about, but I don't want to, you know, feel like I'm going to die. And you know, I, I don't want to do all of that, but is there another way to get to it? And I started to look into this and I realized actually there is. And this has been around for thousands of years right you know this idea of getting becoming more happy or getting to this neutral um inner peace it's not something that we in the modern world just decided we're gonna want we want this i mean every human that existed pretty much wanted the same thing and we know damn sure that everybody was also going for it and so i started to look and see what can what else can we do to accomplish the same goal, which is to release the trapped energies in the body to allow the frequency in the body to rise, which basically means like the energetic frequency, right? To get it to a higher vibration. And then what can we do for our mind to let go of the beliefs 
that get us to hate this person, feel bad about ourselves, think the world is a scary place. Let go of that belief, not just identify it and become aware of it. That's part of the process. But how do we actually let it go? Because I know a lot of people, once they get to that stage where they realize what they are believing, they can't let it go. And now it just becomes something that they know they have a problem with, but there's not some, there's not a solution for them to get rid of it. You know, it's like a person, it's like an alcoholic that realized they're an alcoholic, but now what, you know, go to mm -hmm. AA meetings. Well, I, I can't stop. So I realized that to help somebody to be able to do that, to actually get rid of the belief or to be able to um, uproot it. And it's actually really simple. It was very complicated for a while because it was, you know, I didn't understand the heck all, all this stuff. Like I, I taught people how to exercise mm -hmm. <laughs> and get in shape and build some muscle. And now we're getting into something a lot more complex. And I spent the last seven years um, looking into this, experimenting, learning, studying, and um, putting all of my energy towards it. And that's why people think I retired, but not really. <laughs> Just been, I've been spending a lot of time in the background learning about these things and living it, not just, you know, learning about it and then regurgitating the information. No, I'm, I'm living this information now. And what I found is if we can release the emotion that is trapped inside of our body, the emotions are like the root of a tree and the root of the root of this tree, this emotion is anchoring the beliefs in our mind. So in other words, when we want to change a certain belief, there is an emotion attached to it. And if we can release that emotion, this belief is now open to be reprogrammed. But if we don't release the emotion, just if I realize that I have fear of this and I don't like that, and but it doesn't matter if I realize it, I can't change it because there is an emotion that is anchoring that belief. How can I release emotions? that are trapped inside my body. So imagine like a, like a towel, right? Like a, like a piece of meat. And let's look at like a piece of meat, right? We look at our body like this carcass, this meat. Well, if we want to, if we want to get inside this meat, we want to tenderize this meat, you know, you can. Um, beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you can you can beat it you can massage it you can you know shake it around you can cut little slices in it uh you can do all these different things to ultimately get the meat to be more loose you know so when we look at uh when we look at our bodies we can stretch the body we can uh shake the body right we can tap the body um you know we can exert the body like you know, build a lot of exertion inside and all of these ways. And we can also just relax the body, get the body to become more relaxed. So these are just different methods to help get the body to physically start to release the emotion, physically start mm -hmm. to start to release the energy because the body is like a, it's like a piping system in a home. You know, when we look at our veins and we look at our meridians, you know, the, the pathways in which the energy travels into, they're like pipelines, you know, and if we have a blocked pipeline in the home, things get backed up. And when we have a blocked pipeline in our body, 
things get backed up in our body. So this is where pains come in. This is where stagnation, lose a loss in um, feeling in certain areas. Certain organs aren't getting aren't getting the nutrients. There's problems. All of these things is because there's a lack of circulation. The body has the capacity to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, when we get injured, how come certain things heal and certain things don't heal? How come a person has chronic injury in one place, but yet they can cut their finger and their finger will heal? So it's not that the whole body is broken. It's just that part of the body is still working and the other part has problems. So this is because the, bro- the body is not circulating. It's the most basic function of the body, circulation, circulation of blood, circulation of energy, circulation of nutrients. The body's got to be able to move things around, circulation of energy. So mm-hmm. when we do all these things to the body, you know, like stretch it, uh, vibrate it, uh, scrape it, right? All of these techniques, you know, so yoga, stretching, massage, mm-hmm. is doing all these different things. All it's doing is increasing the circulation, opening up the circulation of blood and energy and removing the blockages. This is like the most basic function that allows the health of the body, but it also allows the energy to flow because energy is emotion. So emotion is actually energy in motion. That's what emotion actually stands for. And so when when I go, I'm experiencing an emotion there. I'm basically saying I'm experiencing energy that is moving in my body. But energy is very different. And if somebody goes, I'm experiencing this emotion, and another person goes, I'm experiencing that emotion, that's because the energies are vibrating at a different frequency. So this person is, is experiencing frequency one, and we call this anger. Another person goes experiencing frequency two, we call this sadness. Another one, frequency three, we call it courage. They're just different frequencies. So what you what do you recommend then? Do you recommend then like okay doing a lot of movements? And what does your usual routine look like to maintain yourself and be happy and live? So so I started to I started to test this out over many years and because I had over 20 years of fitness background and bodybuilding and working out so I understood body mechanics and muscles and 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 a lot of different exercises. And I started to look and see which different methods can help open up the body. And ultimately, it came down to four different things. So what I do every single morning now, well, before <laughs> before the baby came, now it's like just kind of throughout, yeah. you know, wherever I can get it in. Um, so every day I have this practice. It's super simple. You know, I designed it that way because it can be much more complicated. But I wanted to find something that every person can do, but somebody like me who's been training for a very long time can still be beneficial, or somebody who's never worked out or hasn't worked out in over a decade can start and still have it to be beneficial, but they can also do it. And we can do it together. And I can still feel the benefits. I wanted this aspect of it. So I call this training flow training method and because it puts us our consciousness in a state of flow and there's four parts so the first part we increase circulation we doing tapping we're doing breathing we're doing different hops and shakes and all we're doing is opening up the whole circulation in the body and then part two we go into strength and cardio and this will help move the energy even more get the body mm-hmm. to sweat increase the temperature 
open a startup the lymphatic system even more right getting the toxins out and then we go into part three stretching right we release the tension more we elongate the muscles we make sure we have um range of motion right if you work out you got to be able to stretch if not you lose the range and then part four we do breathing and meditation and so the reason it's done in this specific sequence is because it takes somebody from a starting point to where their body is cold right their body's not warmed up and then it brings them all the way up to a peak and then all the way back down so we're taking the body through a journey and we're starting off we're starting off with circulation because it is the basis that allows the energy to start flowing. And we can also call it kind of like a warm-up, except it's a little different than a traditional type of warm-up. You know, we're opening up everything. I mean, you're opening up your eyes, your nostrils, your tongue, your ears, along with all of the other parts of the body. Because uh -huh. why won't you want your face to be circulating? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> it's like you want you want to have some circulation in your eyes, in your brain, in your head. But how many people exercising are doing that, you know? So it's really funny because I'll be tapping on my head and people look at me strange, you know, because <laughs> they're like, what is he doing? So, so we do that in part one and then we take it through specific exercises so we can systematically open the entire body from the circulation to eventually moving all of the energy. So in other words, a person can start off having anxiety when they first start the practice. And when they're done at the end, the anxiety has decreased. Uh -huh. It's literally like that. They don't even need to know what it is that they're doing or why. They just do it. And it will happen that way. I've, okay. I've, I've seen this over and over and over again. And if they do it long enough, they will be able to get rid of anxiety. But they will they will start to unlock things that will move them progressively because it's not just like you do this little you do this physical practice and then magically there's no magically things happen it's just it comes in stages but this first stage is to basically open up the entire body and start to science the mind and then we go into other further stages to eventually we get to the point where somebody is able to change the belief systems in their mind and they're able to release all the fear-based emotions trapped in their body and come back into a neutral state of peace. And how long does it take for you in your case? I estimate maybe two hours? Uh, 60 minutes. 60 minutes. Yeah, 60 minutes. For all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And <laughs> do you think it helps against uh, any type of disease or illness? Yeah, it 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 does because we're doing the basics here now if somebody if somebody's illness doesn't allow them to to do some of the exercises or many of them it will still help but would it solve it i don't know it, it will be on a case-to-case -case basis we will see in the moves that there are over 44 moves in the in this practice and so Even if somebody is able to only do half of them, but the 22 moves is still helping with the circulation, helping with helping the body to release the energy. So a person is sick, but just because a person is sick, the person is sick because their body couldn't heal what they had and mm -hmm. their body couldn't heal it because the most foundational thing wasn't happening, which is circulation. And then once there was a circulation block, then the next thing builds up after that. 
but without but if somebody's body is circulating it doesn't matter what the person has you have this bad bacteria you have this disease you have this thing okay now your body goes into war and you fight it so now your body temperature increases you're burning up you're sweating you're throwing up you're all this stuff great that means your body is fighting it's doing something it's doing its job to get rid of it you go through this week or two weeks of sickness everything is great after that you lose 10 pounds mm -hmm. okay but if the body isn't able to fight because it loses its capacity to fight because it, it lacks circulation you can't get nutrients from one end to the other no liquids is getting to that end blood can't get to that end you can't bring any hormones into that end well you you just handicapped you just stopped the its ability to heal and that's what happens circulation is like the most fundamental thing that people are um, struggling with and then from there all the other issues are created. Uh -huh. Yeah, probably a lot of health issues and maybe also mental and uh, emotional issues because with a lack of circulation, then there is like too much in one place and not enough in other places. And then you feel like there's not enough in other places, not enough energy in, in some places. Um, so I, I think that can yeah, lead to emotional struggle um disease maybe maybe even injuries sometimes when you do wrong movements or st stuff like that um but how does does that relate to happiness well it directly correlates to happiness because if somebody's in pain you know if they're if they're not mm. feeling good it's tough to <laughs> to be happy it's tough to be at peace can you do it absolutely you can do it But what we're talking about is imagine somebody sitting there and they've got pain. They've got pain on the inside. They got physical pain. They're aching. They got a headache. And they're doing their best not to be angry, to be frustrated. Right? It's very, very difficult. They're trying their best to handle all of this discomfort. And so the answer is yes, somebody can be in pain and can be very, very sick and be at peace. But we are talking about why would somebody want to face challenges like that it's hard enough for somebody to be at peace when they feel fine <laughs> why would they want to be in yeah. all this pain and so part of the formula to help somebody become more peaceful and become more happier is be healthier feel better mm -hmm. in your body right and it's and it's not like build more muscle no feel better in your body that's it's a very big difference mm -hmm. there's a lot of people i know because i've been bodybuilding for a long time before a lot of people who work out like crazy and you know they're very strong but they're in a lot of pain they've got pains and injuries in their body ones that have been around for a long time one goes away another one comes back and this is people that exercise and train really hard so therefore yeah. People that don't, well, they're dealing with all kinds of different tightnesses and pains and discomforts and all this stuff. And if they don't get rid of this pain, they're having to go and be happy while dealing with all the discomfort. They don't realize that all of this is actually tied in together. Like the discomfort mm -hmm. that they have is actually getting their mind to see in a very narrow perspective. Because see... I started to realize 
when we ask somebody, hey, you know, when you're upset, you the way that you see yourself and other people and the situation is very different than when you're not upset. Everybody yeah. would agree. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. So when you're upset, your body also feels very different than when you are in a good mood. Yeah. So what's actually happening in the body between being in a good mood and being upset? When I started to look into this, I realized that when somebody's in a good mood, their body is more relaxed. When somebody is in a bad mood and they're upset, their body tenses up. Yes. They will tense up in all kinds of different places. Jaw, eyebrows, the fists, right? Ball of fists, you know, their stomach will tighten up in all kinds of places. And so when their body tightens up like that, the energy in their body changes. The frequency drops down. Yeah. When the frequency drops down, their mind, what is mind, right? Mind is not something you can poke at or look at. The mind is a, is the manifestation of the energy. In other words, our mind starts to narrow down and our perspective changes because the energy in our body changed. So in other words, when we are angry, we tighten up, we have all, and we tighten up throughout our body, we tense up. The energy vibration in our body goes down, our mind, the perspective narrows, and we become closed-minded. And now we are yeah. angry and we are upset at things. And so if we wanted to, to prevent that, we just need to do the actual opposite. When you're angry, relax, breathe. Mm -hmm. This is why they go, oh, you're angry. Take a deep breath. Not one, mm -hmm. take 10 deep breaths. You're so mad. Okay, keep breathing. All right, shake it off. Go go for a walk, right? You know, we've all heard this, right? This is like common stuff. But what somebody, what this um, advice is actually doing is it's getting somebody to try to relax their body and keep the energy frequency in their body high. So this way their mind yeah. can continue to be expanded. So this way they can go and see this situation in another perspective that might not be uh they may not be as upset when they can see it in another person's point of view or see it another way i see yeah, yeah. that that helps a lot and i <laughs> yeah. actually do the wim, wim hof thing so one of the moments where i feel happy the most is after i am able to get out of that cold water have you tried that yes yes it's it's, it's wonderful yeah and i also think it brings a lot of flow in, into your energy and your body and uh, I think it's a very good practice and and yeah and I've I've even read that you release a lot of dopamine when yes. you, when you get out of the cold water for some reason and it's it's as much as if you would take coke but coke lasts for I think it's 20-ish minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. But the, the ice-cold water, if it's really cold, 
if you remain like i don't know 30 seconds a minute or something like that it remains for hours so you 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 have that high dopamine level for hours and hours and that's that's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah and there's something else that uh that you can do also have you ever tried um going into a very hot hot tub right after the cold no so if you have the opportunity do this next time go in go into the hot tub first and then your body warms up and the, mm -hmm. the hottest one you can find right and then go into the cold and then go back into the hot and go back and forth seven times mm -hmm. spending you know anywhere from whatever's comfortable right? 15 30 seconds each a minute whatever you want but what you're doing is the cold contracts everything Yeah. Right. Everything kind of tightens up and it contracts everything. And then the hot expands everything. So your body is basically contracting, expanding, contracting, mm -hmm. expanding. And that action opens everything up even more. And when you come out, you'll have that super high dopamine level and you'll be very relaxed and you can mm -hmm. feel the energy just pulsing from your skin. Everything is so open. It's awesome. You got you to try it out. I will try. Uh, that that sounds really, really, really good. Um, how do you see the the sport of bodybuilding like from today's perspective? I think it's evolving. I think it's evolving. Fitness has evolved so much um, over the last seven years, and I feel like the exercises. When I'm watching people train, I remember that. When people were training before, there was only very, very advanced trainers doing, doing like targeting moves and like, you know, these exercises that were not of the norm. But now when I see people work out, it's like all of these exercises are now kind of mainstream. Everybody knows these exercises yeah. and everybody knows how to targets their, target their body better. And so therefore, all of the bodies are improving much faster. It's like before somebody only had a handful of exercises to go and improve their body. And now they've got a whole arsenal, but it's not just the advance. It's like everybody, it's now everybody knows these exercises. So now I'm looking around and I see bodybuilders, you know, women, all the women's got badass looking glutes. The guys are having lats that are, <laughs> everybody look like genetic freaks now. And it's because they have advanced so much in their knowledge for exercises along with the machines as well. Before in my day, you use the standard machines and then afterwards you have to modify the machines. You have to use the machines differently so you can work on a different angle. Now they created machines to target those specific angles as well. So what it yeah. does is it just, it just builds the bodies even more. So that's what I've seen in bodybuilding. It's just advancing more and it's, um, It's kind of cool to watch, you know. Do you still do bodybuilding? No, I, I, I just exercise to, you know, to stay fit. I, I wouldn't, I, I'm definitely not bodybuilding right now. I just haven't had the, haven't had the will to, to really get back into it. You know, I do like to still train, but I don't, uh, I don't train to put on a massive amount of muscle like before. Yeah, for me, the challenge would be the food. The amount of food I could not 
really sustain because you know i feel like when i eat then i kind of i, I get kind of tired and i want to go to sleep and and stuff like that and i like to eat less and so i love the look i mean i i think it's really great to have big muscles and i used to do bodybuilding when i was a teenager but then you know i was eating like every two to three hours and i would be constantly tired from you know <laughs> having a food belly it's uh yeah but yeah i think i th i still think it's a very cool sport and but what i was missing also was endurance so i would swim like half a lane and then be all like like and i couldn't do it anymore because everything felt so sore and and like at this very short distance and i thought it was kind of stupid and then i <laughs> i did martial arts and especially western boxing and then you need a lot of endurance and if if your arms are too heavy if you're too massive then you run out of oxygen like too fast so yeah you're like big and slow <laughs> big yeah. and sluggish yeah how so about your training right now, now my training now i do mostly so i i i train muay thai Nice. I, I do yoga and I do a little bit of fitness, but like with lighter weights, um, you know, I was a bit too brave with bench pressing um, recently and I immediately injured my elbow, which is so stupid. Oh, you know, it was a weight that I, that was like, that used to be very easy for me. And I thought, okay, my muscles are fine. I could lift that weight bench pressing but i did not warm up enough and so i immediately got an elbow injury which nah, which is uh, stupid but <clears throat> i think just as you like um i i do a lot of you know i do a lot of movement i like martial arts and i think fitness training is supportive of that and I think it's, and I do it for the sake of movement, you know, like, for example, I do Muay Thai because I use my legs a lot because I want to use my legs a lot. It's not, it's more about like, I want to an anti-aging thing. I want to stay young because I move my whole body and use my whole body and use my balance and, and everything um, because I think it's important. I I think that when you get older, you have like there is more th stuff to maintain in my opinion because i of course i i know that state of having like a young body and i'm still kind of young i'm, I'm in the beginning of my 40s but i have to put more and more energy into maintaining that and i yes. notice that it goes away if i don't do anything in this regard so i need to stay flexible so i need to do yoga i need to do uh, uh, endurance training I need to train my balance and everything so so a big part of my day is really maintaining myself it's crazy <laughs> so so you do movement because you want to be able to maintain your ability to move yeah yeah exactly and, and otherwise, I like what you said about like Muay Thai like how you pick these these movement activities based yeah. on the type of movements that you want to maintain like you want to use your legs a lot so you do muay thai yeah exactly right. Be, you know because i like 
because particularly with that, I like boxing, Western boxing a lot more. I like it more. It's, I just, I'm better with hands, you know, I'm, I'm slow, kind of slow kicking and everything. But I think it's, my legs need to need maintenance and Western boxing doesn't, I mean, it kind of keeps you fit and moving, but um, it, you don't get to exercise your legs a lot. So your legs become slow and inflexible. And so I do it more like for a therapeutic uh, cause. Nice. I'm curious, uh, have you seen have you seen a difference in in how you uh, in your work day? You know, when you when you get in your workouts, uh, has it changed uh, changed your workday when you get in workouts versus if you skipped? Oh yes, after my workouts, I also do the ice bath thing, and mm -hmm. if I don't get my ice bath, I'm kind of it. It makes me kind of grumpy, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, because it's the best. It's the best feeling I can get. Like um, the ice bath is the best. I, I I don't like the cold showers to be honest so much because you know it's kind of. Hold on, you don't like cold showers, but you'll do an ice bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it sounds weird, um, but yeah, I feel I'm more productive when I work out and at that day, and I feel like I have more more dopamine. How's that so, with you? When I don't do my practice, I can I can tell right away. You know, I can tell it's um I feel a little more agitated on the inside, a little less patient. You know, a little less patient. Um I I can get more frustrated faster. It's like I I I have less amount of patience, less amount, you know, to deal with. But then once I do my practice, it's like I expand that capacity. I have more patience. I can deal with more stuff. I can deal with more issues and more challenges. I find now that now it's, um, it makes, it makes less, less of an impact. It still makes an impact, but it's less now. Uh -huh. It's like, before I really, it's in it before the stage that that was in, I was in, it was to, I needed my body to constantly relax. So this way I can get into a certain state, that state that's a little more, a little more chill, you know, that I can handle work and things a lot more. But now what I found is I'm getting into a state to where I'm able to maintain that uh, a lot more easier. And, and so therefore it's less dependent on the, uh, on the movement practice. So mm -hmm. it's less changes, but it's, it took uh, many years to get to this and, and now it still helps. It still helps and it still feels good, but it just feels like I can maintain it, uh, easier now. You know, like before, if I didn't do my practice within two hours, I can feel it. You know, I, I'll be, I'll be up. It'll be a daytime. I'll be doing something. I can feel I'm a little off. You know, versus now mm -hmm. I do my practice sometimes at night. Um, there are days to where I just missed it all together uh, because of the little one and I still feel fine. You know, oh. so, yeah, so it's, uh, it's just like different, it's just different stages that, that we, you know, that we progress in. 
because essentially, you know how the idea of mind over matter, right? And so therefore, if we can, if we can master our mind, then we can have control over our body, right? Control over what we do. It is true. It is very true. But in order to get to that point, we have to first master our body. We have to first get the body to be able to chill out and have more control over the body. And then once we have more control over the body, because then we can, our mind becomes the master. Until then, the body is the master. So for most people, even people that are listening to this, if we look, we can see, is a person being driven through their mind? Are they in control through their mind or in control through their body? One way to be able to tell is just look at what it is that a person wants to do and see what it is that they actually do. And what they find is that so often, the only time when they are able to do what it is they mentally want to do is when it's already a habit because it's easy. Mm -hmm. But when they are doing something that they don't do very often, it's hard to do it. They don't feel like doing it because their body is not conditioned to doing that thing. So therefore, their body, the feeling in their body goes, no, I don't feel like doing this thing, even though their mind goes, I want to do this new thing because of whatever reason, but they can't get themselves to do it. So then they force themselves and then they force themselves once to go and do it, but it's so hard to force themselves again and then again. And eventually they go, I'm so tired. I can't, I can't continue doing this. I can't keep forcing myself. Because the reason why we force ourselves is because we are not in control of our body. The body is actually controlling us. So therefore, we are being driven through our feelings and through our emotions. But at some point when we start to master our emotions, because we stayed in this neutral state long enough, then our mind actually becomes our master. We can now do what it is that we want to do. But it takes, uh, takes time. So you're saying first you have to... <clears throat> master your body which means that you do all these exercises and get used to it on a regular basis right and then as a result of that you have the ability to control your body better through your mind basically right and it's not just about doing these exercises it can be it's just for a person to be able to actually um when they can control their body, that basically means they're able to, to stay, stay still when they want to stay still and move when they want to move. But if we just look at something so simple like that, right? We're, we're not talking about something complicated. All I said was stay still when you need to be still and move when you want to move. Not what your body wants to do, but what you want to do. So then a person can just do a short little test. It's so easy. They sit down, they can sit on a chair, sit on a couch, they can stand and they go, okay, so now I'm going to do this test. I'm going to not move. I'm going to not move now for three minutes and just not move a single thing. And then now mm -hmm. when they don't move, now they can see whether or not they can actually do it. And so as they're doing this, a lot of times what a person will uh, experience is the body fighting against this simple command. Our mind goes, body, be still. Our body goes, screw you, I want to move. 
I want to move. I want to shake. I want to do this. And then the person will feel this. And then what a person will tell me when I ask them to do this, they'll be like, it's so hard. I go, right. Why would it be so hard? Right? What's actually happening in this simple thing is that a person is not fully connected to their body, which is why they cannot control it. They're not connected to their body because their body is uncomfortable. So they're not connected to it. The moment that they stop and they bring their awareness, they bring their attention to their body now and to feel, actually feel the body and see what's going on inside. See what's going on. Just feel your body. Suddenly they feel terrible. Oh, it feels so off. It feels so anxious. It feels agitated. It feels this. It feels that. Well, this is the body that you're in the whole time. And you never decide to just stop for a few minutes out of all these hours to just see how you're feeling. And then when a person does this, they realize, oh my God, I feel like crap. And so at this point, if they are feeling bad like this, then they cannot fully connect to this body because to fully connect to the body is too much pain. There's too much in between that's blocking them from connecting to their body. So then their job is to remove all these things that's blocking them from fully connecting. Because when they fully connect, they go, body, chill out. Boom, the body is still. And they go, body, move. And the body moves. So now what is life? If it's not doing things that we want to do and not doing things that we don't want to do, that is life. It doesn't matter if somebody is a housewife or an entrepreneur or a cook, doesn't matter. I want to do this and I want to stand here and keep doing this and now I want to stop doing it. I want to drink this thing. I don't want to drink this thing anymore, right? It's just the matter of controlling their body. But when we look at problems, right? I have this drinking problem. A person cannot control. That's, that's like something, it was so fascinating when I started to break it down to be, you know, just really look at it in a very simplistic viewpoint and question something that seemed to be just so obvious. I started realizing, man, I don't have control over my body. What the heck? I've been training my body my entire life and I didn't have control over it. And I remember literally standing there and not being able to stand to be still. And I feel all this weird stuff going on in my, in my body. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to take control over my body. I'm going to sit here or stand here and I'm going to be still when I want to be still. And I'm going to feel all this agitation, feel all this discomfort. And I'm going to get past all of that. I'm going to let go of whatever stuff is happening in here. And so I started spending time doing that. And I spent a year and a half doing one simple exercise, standing with my arms down and not moving. So you should have seen me when this was happening. I would have a conversation like you and I would be in a room talking and I'll stand there talking, but my arms would just be draped down. I'm not moving and just my mouth is moving and a little facial expression and that's it. And I'll be standing in the grocery store, you know, standing in line to pay for some groceries and, you know, I have my hands on the cart and I realize I have like maybe, you know, a minute or two minutes. I put my hands down. I just stand there. I just close my eyes and I just stand there and not do anything. And sometimes I open my eyes and there'll be like a big gap <laughs> in front of me. Okay. I look behind me and there's like a line and I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I did this for a year and a half until finally I was able to do that, to be able to stand still and relax. Oh, and also uh, let go of my stomach. 
you know, my company was six pack shortcuts. Oh, yeah, so it was all about, yeah. you know, trying to have a look like I have a six pack 24 seven. So every time when you look at some dude or some chick who's walking around with the tight abs, they're flexing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Hey, I'm not talking spack, man. That was me for, for most of my life. But, but this is a very, <laughs> this is very interesting because I'm re I, I'm nowadays I'm learning a lot about breathing and Wim Hof breathing and how you're supposed to breathe through your belly and, you know, generate that quote inner fire and, um, get a lot of oxygen in <clears throat> and one part of, of it is of course, l letting your belly loose and I, and I I remember a guy I was uh, I used to live in Bulgaria a few years years ago and there is like a, also has a beach and the Black Sea and I remember like a guy who, who yeah was about fifty and he was working out you could tell but he had such a small waist so he would like flex it but flex it like to the inside and he uh -huh. would like you know the the vacuum exercise that Arnold mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger did uh yes. that, that's i think it's good but that that looked so unhealthy and i i, I kind of <laughs> felt sorry for that guy you know i was like oh man he he never <laughs> he never gets to breathe and i and i and and i notice about myself of course i also don't want like to look like that i have a big belly or anything like that but i i i, I catch myself at least 20 times a day where i'm also like flexing and and you know pushing it inside which is so stupid because that way you f a lot of things in your body <laughs> you you're doing like like the circulation you were talking about you're destroying it like with the most important thing which is your breath i mean you can go with like okay tense shoulders or or something like that for a while but if you don't breathe enough then all kinds of weird things will happen in your body biochemically you know the ratio of co2 and o2 will be distorted and that will have like inflammatory responses and all kinds of weird shit going on in your body so it, it's so important to to learn to breathe and and to let your belly loose and i know it's weird but it's it's a big big point in my yeah. opinion it's yeah. big a lot of chest breathers. I was a chest breather before. You breathe through your chest and then you can't breathe. All, the, the air doesn't go down to the stomach because the stomach's too tight. Yeah. And yeah. it's important to breathe your nose as well and learn that. Yep. And I was a mouth breather too. I remember I'm working out and and I'm there. I run out of breath. That's how I end up stop work, stop stopping in my set is not because my muscles are fatigued. I would hold my breath. I would hold up. <gasps> I pump out like three reps and then I'll do like two more reps. Oh man, that's, I, I, my breathing was terrible, but on the outside, you know, my body looked great and I was lean, but I felt, I didn't feel good and I didn't know how to breathe. And I remember part of this standing still was learning how to uh, let go of my stomach and I couldn't do it. I literally, I remember I would. I would try to let it go and my stomach would come out a little bit and then it would tuck right back in and it mm. would just come out for just, <laughs> I mean, it was like just back and forth. I could not do it. 
it was that was the main thing I was focusing on. Being able to be still, my body was the secondary one, but it was actually the stomach. I wanted my stomach to be able to hang loose. And imagine, yeah. right? I spent my whole life trying to actually keep my stomach tight. And now I'm trying to keep it loose and I could not do it. It took me a year and a half to do it. Wow. And do you yeah. manage now to have it loose like in your everyday life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I can do it. Now I can do it. Okay. Yeah, I think I, one, I do it all the time. Yeah. One one part of the secret is like don't wear tight clothes. It's a good It point. Makes it easier, right? <laughs> so Yeah, particularly um tight pants. Tight pants. Oh uh, yeah. Because it's 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 wrapping around your stomach. You know, then you can't yeah. <laughs> how can you let it go if it's so tight around your stomach, you know? Yeah. A very, very good point. Yeah. So If you if you could you know you have this you know you built this big company in the past and you left it um, from today's perspective what would you do differently if you had to start over if you could turn back time with your knowledge that you have right now you know I would still go and help people get a six pack and go and get them in great shape because it is the It's part of the path to becoming more healthier, but the way that I would do it would be different. You know, the way that I would do it would be different. I would, I would do it in a way to where they can not only get the body that they want, but they can also be able to get their mind, get their mind to be still, become present, get their body to actually feel good and look good. That's what I would do different now. You know, and I talked to a lot of people, a lot of people that follow my videos in the past. And mm. uh, there are many that have kind of come to this same conclusion, you know, that me and, and you and other people have come to. It's like we want to be healthy. You want to, you know, we want to uh, want to stay moving, stay active, not so much just so we can look good. That's more of a byproduct. It's so we yeah. can feel good and have the have the longevity, have the have the ability to move and the ability to use our body for the you know for for the rest of our life. And I think it has to come. I think it comes with age. You're you're in your 40s. I, mm -hmm. I'm getting to. I'm getting. I'm going to be 40 in a few months. So, mm -hmm. I'm you know. So let the young guys in their 20s you know build the big biceps and chest. It's just part of. It's part of the age. You know. I think once they get to get a little older eventually they will they will come to the same conclusion to where they care about other things a little bit more yeah i found that in order to feel normal when you get older you have to also just like with your looks you have to do a lot of stuff to be able to maintain that normal <laughs> so like let's say you eat bad food and you're a teenager And it's not a big problem. I remember when, when I was a teenager and a kid, I remember like I was wondering about all these, you know, adults that were complaining about, oh, this food is too heavy. And then I'm like, um, you know, I don't feel energetic anymore and it's too heavy. And I, I couldn't understand that concept because, you know, when I was a child, I could eat anything. Be it like a piece of meat, a schnitzel, a steak, uh, French fries, whatnot. I, I always felt fantastic. 
uh, and nowadays like if i eat the wrong thing then i'm like destroyed for two hours or so <laughs> it's crazy you know i i think i think when people get older they they have this idea that they need to start to act different they need to start acting older i'm older now i'm in my 40s i'm in my 50s i need to be a certain way i can't be like how i was says who <laughs> you know yeah and so i imagine you know what would happen if somebody regardless of their age they're let's say they're in their 40s 50s 60s but they still act they still act like they're in their 20s you know like certain parts of it and right? maybe they don't go maybe they're not you know uh, constantly chasing the opposite sex but maybe they go out and play you know maybe they go for runs maybe they go and goof around and do cartwheels around the house you know and they lift things up for fun and you know they just they just play you know they play i have a friend like that <laughs> <laughs> you do huh yeah yeah that's you know that that's how uh, that's that's how i like to live you know? yeah i i also think that age is also determined by your mindset so i i know that you know i i make an effort to have to think like a very young person and to act like a very young person i'm just a little bit more careful with my energy and i invest more time in main, into maintaining myself that's a big difference but i'm but i i think that if if you think like an older guy then you all of a sudden become older and it will it will also manifest in your physical appearance in the way you move in all kinds of things and um so i actually i do more physical activity than when i was younger yeah so so i totally agree it's um i think i i also think it's important to surround yourself with young people and to talk to young people One or, thing to, that or to those uh <laughs> or, or huh? to people your age but thinks like you so they're all act like yeah. young people <laughs> yeah absolutely like one one of the things that worries me is i i am in switzerland in a small village and in in all those villages which is very healthy you know like a lot of nature around but the people are just old and i'm talking really old like everyone <laughs> around me is like super old and i'm like shit <laughs> i uh, i also you know need to mingle with the younger crowd a little bit more ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but man people in switzerland are old i can tell yeah it's um well you guys got all the all the mountains and the yeah if you're in a village right it's uh <laughs> clean mountain water fresh air and yeah. uh would you say people are very active yeah even yeah. older like people swiss yeah yeah swiss people are very active they're very sporty like if you go on like a hiking trail then a lot of them like half of them are in in sportswear and they're running they're not just walking that's pretty cool nice so i think the the lifestyle is pretty good but um what i like about some other countries <clears throat> or when i go to miami 
there's so many young people in one place that's that's really that's really not a nice energy to be in uh, how's that in bali you're in bali right yeah um man <laughs> the place that i'm at i'm in a place called changu and uh it's like the most popular uh popular area in bali right now and mm. lots of tourists uh tons and tons of young people i mean you know i don't i don't wear shirts most of the time you know nor shoes um i go drive around like i go to stores um I, i was stopped for not having a shirt for the first time just uh, yesterday like i don't remember the last time being stopped for no shirt in the store really you know yeah and i drive with barefoot uh, a lot of times on the scooter and um Yeah, it's just the uh, the lifestyle is very different, you know, very open. Uh, people are super chill. So you can go in any restaurant. You don't need to have any any certain wear. People are, you know, just everybody's either surfing, doing yoga um, or just active. People are all fit and working out all the time. Um, beach is packed. Um, tons of people there. And Why did you choose Bali? You could have gone to Thailand or other places. Why? Why is it Bali for you? You know, it was it was always meant to be here during that time, but the way it happened, you know, I, I do believe that. You know. But the way that happened was, I was supposed to move to Philippines. Uh -huh. I had a I there was a lot of us, uh, maybe about 12, 15 of us, you know, multiple families, and we're all going to move to the Philippines into this uh, remote village, um, and we we're going to like start this start this operation there of you know eco living and farming and all this stuff, and that plan uh, fell through you know last minute. So my pack my bags are packed. I'm in Austin at the time. Um, And I had nowhere to go, but I was ready to leave. You know, I didn't have a house anymore. I sold that. I got rid of everything. I'm ready to go. And I had no idea where I was going to go. And I get a text from my friend who asked me if I wanted to come to Bali. And up until then, I didn't even think about Bali. You know, just like you said, there's so many, so many places in the world. And I was just, it's too many to choose from. So I just did a real quick Google search on Bali and i saw a lot of good reviews and from where i from what i was dealing with at the time which was this remote village in philippines it was called uh, the island of leyte and mm -hmm. we, i was working on getting internet there the internet is so bad there was mm -hmm. like a maybe a, a like a three foot you know cubic foot area that you can stand in this house that you have to have the, the cell phone slightly out almost like the phone's gonna drop out the window and then you can get signal Or you got to be on the roof in a little area, or you got to go walk way down the street onto this hill. You got to get on the top of the hill, and then you can have a little bit of internet. And so you always see people, you know, on this hill, and uh, and that's pretty much about it. And so I was gonna run. I was figuring out how to run internet lines from the nearest city, the nearest main city called Ormoc, which was really close, which is about uh, three and a half hours um, ferry ride from Cebu. So I was going to run internet from there to this village. So I'm dealing with this infrastructure stuff. And then I look up Bali and it's like, first thing I looked is internet speed. And they said it was fast and no problems. Okay. Expats love it. I was like, whew, well, that, <laughs> that's a good okay. sign. That was, that was all I needed. And then I looked and, you know, everything else looked pretty cool. So I just came and uh, everything 
kind of just unfolded in this in this perfect way. I met my wife uh, a month later, and mm -hmm. uh, and that was oh, man almost almost four years ago. Nice. That's yeah. a beautiful story. And but what made you leave? Want to leave Austin or slash the U.S. in the first place? I always wanted to uh, to travel. It was, I was, um, I had too many worries before. Too many worries. There's always there's always something that I needed to wait more on, something more that needed to be done, something else to secure something in order for me to go. I always wanted to go. And okay. now I look at it, I can just say, I was afraid, so I never left. And then when I was going through this transition and all these things we were talking about, and I realized these beliefs and all this stuff, and I realized, you know what, forget all this bullshit reasons. I'm just scared. You know, can mm -hmm. I go? I can go right now. So it took everything in me to start to start that process selling the house i mean i loved my house you know it was like the perfect home for me you know it's beautiful it was the perfect size and and i realized if if i leave i need to get rid of this house you know i'm not gonna have mm. this house to be my attachment so this way i can't go explore the world so yeah it took uh took everything in me to go and and let go i have you ever seen this movie uh the secret life of walter mitty no oh, man that's a it's a good one it's it's a perfect movie for anybody who's um who's got like this inner will to want to live but is kind of caught up you know caught up in uh -huh. this rat race cycle it's the perfect movie man i i watched that movie over and over and that movie gave me gave me like the motivation you know, to just say, screw it, I'm going to do it. And wow. And uh, it really helped. It was, a, it was a number of things, but that was like the fire. That was like the spark that just pushed it over, you know? Yeah. Awesome. So as, as, like, <clears throat> as like a last uh, question, um, what would you advise to somebody who wants to start their own business uh, What's your best tip for someone who plans on doing that but hasn't gotten to yet? You know, I mean, I would just say, you know, don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid. All the reasons that a person has on why they need to wait, on why uh, right now may not be the best timing, on why they just need to do X, Y, and Z before they actually take any real action towards it. I know how that is, you know, but because that's like that in every single thing that we're afraid of, that we, you know, it's scary. But no matter, no matter where somebody is at right now, do their best to move forward in some aspect of that business. Some aspect. Sometimes, sometimes a person doesn't have, doesn't particularly have that product or service yet. So they can't. Mm totally monetize it but that doesn't mean you don't do that thing that that you like to do that you want to do do it for free for other people now until you have it down maybe by doing it for free for your friends for your family offering it to just random people 
by doing it for free and helping them out, it will spark, it will spark the courage that you need. It will get the momentum going. It'll give certain ideas. It starts to build experience on the business, on the operation that you want to build anyways. And so a mm -hmm. lot of people don't do that because they think, oh, well, you know, I'm, it's a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. You're gaining experience. You're gaining knowledge. You're getting past yeah. the things that are, that feel, you know, could feel a little scary on the inside. So just whatever it takes to move forward Great. in that direction. Thank you very much. That's what I would suggest. That was really nice conversation. Um, how can someone reach you if they want to follow you or get more advice from you or uh, get in touch with you the best? Uh, they can uh, look me up on Instagram. Uh, it's Mike Chain Official uh, or just type in Mike Chain on YouTube. All right. Lovely. Thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed that conversation a lot. Well, thank you, Ben. I enjoyed it myself too. It was great chatting with you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button and never miss an episode of Svencast again.